This is a great short talk about Howard Florey and the discovery of penicillin. Thanks to Judy for researching and writing this talk and to John who shares the work of voicing it for us. If you're intrigued by any of the objects mentioned in the talk, please do head over to the Museum of Applied Arts and Sciences website where you can search for the objects in the collection tab. In 1945, the Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine was awarded jointly to Alexander Fleming, Ernst Chain and Howard Florey for, quote, the discovery of penicillin and its curative effect in various infectious diseases, unquote. Howard Walter Florey was born in Adelaide in 1898, son of a bootmaker. After graduating in medicine, he sailed for England as a Rhodes Scholar in 1921 to further his studies. Several posts at different universities followed before he was appointed Professor of Pathology at Oxford University in 1935. Although Florey made advances in many fields of experimental pathology, his greatest contribution to science by far was the development of penicillin, paving the way for the range of antibiotics we take for granted today. Lysozyme, a naturally occurring enzyme, was discovered by Scottish bacteriologist Alexander Fleming in 1922 to have weak antibacterial properties. In 1928, he began a series of experiments involving the common staphylococcal bacteria and observed that a petri dish, which had been accidentally left uncovered for two weeks, had become contaminated with mold spores. But he also noticed the bacteria were dying in the proximity to the mold colonies, which he identified as a member of the penicillium genus. He published his discovery the following year, but nothing came of it until Florey realised its medical potential. These two sealed petri dishes contain preserved specimens of penicillium notatum at different stages of growth. One is after 24 hours, the other is after four days. They were grown from the original mould from which Alexander Fleming obtained the first penicillin. The dishes were given to the impressively named Dr. Royal Doroan Barondes of the US Army Medical Corps when he visited Howard Florey in Oxford in 1944. So why was the Army doctor in Oxford and how did the dishes come to the museum? Before we can answer that, we'll have to go back a few years. Rather than pursuing individual research, Florey recognised the value of working collaboratively with experts in their respective fields and had recruited Ernst Chain, a biochemist, to his multidisciplinary research team to purify the enzyme. In the 1930s, Florey's team produced enough penicillin for laboratory trials on mice and then, encouraged by their success, began human trials, limited by the difficulties of production. The clinical trials were carried out by Florey's first wife, Ethel, and proved penicillin could successfully treat bacterial infections in people. By 1941, Florey's team realised that this substance might be useful in treating war injuries, but due to the demands of the war effort, there was not the capacity in Britain to produce penicillin at the level required. Taking a precious sample with him, Florey flew to the United States to convince the Americans to become involved and to find facilities with the necessary know-how to produce penicillin in quantity. The report on the successful trials in 1943 to the British War Office was written by Florey and Australian Brigadier Hugh Cairns. 
This copy of the report was given to the American Army Dr. Barondes I mentioned before and signed by Flory. Their friendship continued over many years. The treasured report and Petri dishes were acquired by the museum from the doctor's grandson. It was extremely difficult to produce penicillin in the large quantities needed. Eventually, a massive cooperative effort between industry and government agencies in Britain and in the United States meant there was enough penicillin to treat wounded Allied servicemen in Europe and the Pacific between 1943 and the end of the war in 1945, saving thousands of lives. These are early examples of penicillin produced by the Commonwealth Serum Laboratories in Melbourne in 1944. Glass bulbs or ampules like these were used by the lab to produce and store Australia's first penicillin. Each one had the air pumped out and was then sealed with a flame. The batch number and date of manufacture were printed on the glass. In 1944, Australia became the first country to make penicillin available to civilians. Flory was showered with honours and awards in recognition of his outstanding contribution to science and human health. He was president of the prestigious Royal Society, was knighted and created a life peer. Although he lived in England, he visited Australia often and played a key role in the development of the Australian National University, particularly its medical school, and became Chancellor of the University. He's featured on this Australian $50 banknote issued in 1973. If you look closely, you can see images from his experiments, including two laboratory mice. In case you're wondering, on the other side is Ian Clooney's Ross, a veterinary scientist who headed the CSIRO in its heyday. In contrast to the billions of dollars made today from developing drugs, and although penicillin has saved millions of lives, Flory never made a cent from the antibiotic, believing that personal profit from his work was against medical ethics. Thanks, everyone. That's all for today. We'll see you next time.